0: She said she said hello and welcome back during today's
1: episode of she said she said we're going to dive into the 1920s more specifically we're going to look at the flapper movement and its portrayal in the media we hope to answer the question how does flapper culture help us gain a deeper understanding of the woman in the great gatsby by f scott fitzgerald i'm your host avery cohen and now let's have our guests introduce themselves hi i'm honored refrain a well-known flapper
2: enthusiast Everything I know, I take from the Baz Luhrmann adaptation of The Great Gatsby.
0: Hello, I'm Angel, I'm a professional Gatsbist. I'm also the co-founder and president of The Gatsby Gals. And uh, lastly, I'm an alumni from the Harvard University where I studied in analytical writing and witty disputes.
1: Thank you guys for being here today. In order to start out our discussion today, can you guys explain what exactly the flapper movement was? How were women viewed during this time?
0: I can get us started. Uh, So I think to sum it up, flappers were just the women in entertainment at that time. Uh, They were funky women who (laughs) mimicked stars such as Joan Crawford, Mae Murray, and Clara Bow. And usually they had a very specific look to them and they acted in a very sporadic way.
2: Actually, Angel, contrary to popular belief, the flapper movement was actually a fully-fledged feminist revolution. Styles that were popular within this culture broke down barriers and shifted away from traditional female garments of the time. They also rebelled against societal standards that were held for women. The flapper movement really stems from both the 19th Amendment and World War I. In 1920, women got the right to vote, which led to more women taking an active role in society. And during World War I, women had to enter the workforce to take many of the jobs traditionally held by men while they were away fighting. When they came back, these women were very reluctant to give up their jobs, which led to the independence that drove the flapper movement. To really contradict your point, I'd like to quote Ellen Wells Page, who was a flapper at the time. She said, I wonder if it ever occurred to any of you that it required brains to become and remain a successful flapper. Indeed, it does. It requires an enormous amount of cleverness and energy to keep going at the proper pace. It requires self-knowledge and self-analysis. We must know our capabilities and limitations. We must be constantly on the alert.
0: So, at the end of the day, didn't the flappers do all these things just to catch the attention of the male gaze? Considering that they seem to have really pushed their sex appeal and just had several rendezvous with all different types of men. Don't you think that this was all just to seek, that it was just all for a cry of attention? I mean, if they changed their look, they started to consume a lot of alcohol just to have fun. I feel like this is, this is more than just, just a feminist movement.
2: I do have to agree that flappers had many sexual partners as sexual freedom was a strong point to this movement but flappers were not perceived well by societies mothers would not allow their daughters to cut their hair into the traditional bobs and they were treated as very promiscuous and were not fit for society and were not seen to be a good wife society's views of flappers were actually
1: very contradicting to how the movement itself what it really was about You both brought up some really good points, but moving about Zelda and how she was the first flapper, according to F. Scott Fitzgerald, um, I think that it's really important to mention her celebrity influence and how she um, contributed to the writing of The Great Gatsby and the different characters. So would you guys mind going into depth a bit more on how she'd influenced the different characters within The Great Gatsby? Yeah, sure, so as you said, Zelda
2: Fitzgerald was Scott Fitzgerald's wife and he actually dubbed her as the first American flapper, so her personality was very outrageous and she was always there to cause a scene, so she was very much a flapper of the times. And Fitzgerald, yeah, he did um, influence a lot of character based off of her.
0: And we can see this within the book because of the traits that characters such as Daisy and Jordan share. Um, their relationships with men, how they act with them, uh, their carelessness, um, the amount of privilege they have and how they choose to use it. And I think, I think you can see Zelda's influence within these characters, whether or not that influence is historically accurate or true to flappers themselves.
1: The connection between Daisy and Zelda is definitely important to highlight, as it really speaks to F. Scott Fitzgerald's perception of his own wife. He views her even as entertainment instead of an actual person, it seems. Um, But now that we've had a bit of a discussion, I want to just ask and kind of wrap it up with... Do you believe that Fitzgerald's portrayal of women and flappers as entertainment was fair? Okay, well first I just want to circle back to the point where you talked about the treatment
2: of Zelda by her husband. And I just wanted to mention how Fitzgerald actually took a lot or sampled a lot of her work. So she really struggled to assert herself as an artist and as a writer because she was both that and a flapper. And so he actually sampled and took a lot of her work so she couldn't use it as her own. And I think this kind of, like, disrespect also transfers over into the novel. Because the way the women are written is very clearly written from a man's point of view. It's, like, all about these two men who are recounting their struggles of war and how these flappers, like Daisy, like, ruined their life. And I think this kind of vapid, narcissistic, like ditzy kind of woman isn't an accurate portrayal of the movement, but it's a good reflection of how men and society viewed these women because they weren't entertainment. They were heavily influenced by entertainment. They took a lot of styles from media like movies and catalogs, but they themselves were not entertainment. So this kind of touches back on your point, Angel, how you said that Daisy and Jordan were acting kind of based off Zelda but they were maybe not an accurate portrayal and it's seen a lot through the book especially in Gatsby's party like on page 40 or page 47 or page 50 even and these women are downing drinks for courage and they're always described as girls also and they are laughing uncontrollably and they're just throwing themselves at men and I think it's just a very one-sided
0: way to look at the situation and it's very clearly biased this sort of goes into what um what we touched on before, and so even though I do base a lot of my opinions off of the book and how Scott Fitzgerald chose to write these characters, I don't think that his portrayal of women and flappers were entirely fair. I just think that's how it is according to the book. However, Honor, I do definitely agree with you that since it is written from a man's point of view during that time that the evidence that I have could be invalid or un- or just a bias to say the least. And so I-, I do think you have some good points about that. So I think it's fair to
1: say that we can all come to an agreement that based on the history of the flapper movement, we are able to see that the goal of feminism and freedom was inaccurately portrayed in the Great Gatsby as it instead portrays flappers as shallow women that are purely for everyone else's entertainment. Thank you so much to Honor and Angel for coming in this week to discuss The Great Gatsby and its portrayal of the flapper movement. And thank you to you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to join us next week to hear us discuss Romeo and Juliet more than just a snooze fest.